0: How do we get young people into the amateur radio hobby? Very simple. Ham
1: it forward. This is Retro Top 40 on Shortwave, proudly coming to you from the United States of America. W-T-W-W.
2: Welcome to the Digicom Cafe, located at the intersection of faith and technology. We hope you enjoy your cafe experience where we cater to your digital and spiritual appetites and build interest in the amateur radio hobby, one story at a time. Please stand by as we get ready to launch this episode of Radio on the Rocks. You are about to listen to a Radio on the Rocks Cafe cast with your host, Denny J, K5DCC, in the Digicom Cafe Communications Network. Enjoy and participate in Demi's reality radio activities of the day, in this dynamic cafe cast, as he builds each daily episode, segment by segment, with amateur radio contacts, interviews, nets and interesting news from around the world. Now grab a glass, and fill it up with some radio on the rocks.
0: Good morning and welcome to the Digicom Cafe for another episode of Radio on the Rocks for Tuesday, December 17th, 2019. It's 820 in the morning. It's 27 degrees uh, overcast. I think we may see some sun later this afternoon. I'm not sure. Let me ask my co-host, Alexa, what's the forecast today for Omaha, Arkansas?
2: In Omaha, Arkansas, it's 23 degrees Fahrenheit with mostly cloudy skies. Today, you can look for mostly sunny weather, with a high of 39 degrees and a low of 23 degrees.
0: It's colder where she's at. I've got 27 here. We're out here in the sticks in the middle of the Ozark Hills. Uh, Actually, we're only at 850 feet above sea level, but around here, it's not that the hills are so big. It's just the valleys are so deep. Anyway, we have a beautiful view here. It's great for satellites, and uh, my vertical is working great. Made some more contacts last night. Got one scheduled this morning here for about 9, let's see, 9.23 Central Standard Time for AO92. That'll be the only one I'll be working this morning as we have some ham radio guests coming for lunch. We also have a scheduled interview here this morning. The topic today is how do we get young people into amateur radio? The answer is simple. Ham it forward. So today we're going to have an interview with our friend John Cunningham, W1AI of Ham Test Online. John Cunningham has been going through some difficult times here recently with the loss of his wife who, who passed away from pancreatic cancer. In fact, here's a, a little epitaph that he has at the end of one of his pages about Christina's experience. He says, I'm very sad to report that Christina died in October 2019 after a brief battle with pancreatic cancer. As many of you know, I am the creator of HamTest Online, but Christina was its heart and soul. She transformed our organization with her motto, treat every customer like they are your best friend. And her story inspired thousands of students to do amazing things. The phrase silent key or SK, if you're doing it in Morse code, is a term of respect for a ham radio operator who has died. It dates back over 100 years to the days of the wired telegraph and is a play on words. First, it indicates that their Morse code key will never again be heard. Second, the procedural signal SK means end of contact and is only used in the last transmission from a station. There's another tradition in ham radio, transmitting the call sign of a deceased ham radio operator on the air where it will propagate forever through space and time. If Christina's warmth touched your life, you might consider giving her a call on your radio Once you have your license, so that her call sign will go on forever. That's really touching, John. We look forward to connecting with you again today and uh, having you give us some insights and input as to how we can reach young people and get them into the amateur radio hobby. Uh, We had one of our listeners sent an email a while back asking if we could have a segment like this and uh, maybe more along the lines of how can we actually get these young people uh, to be able to understand what they're learning to get their test because a lot of it's pretty deep for young kids but I know in our yacht group we have many young hams that are very very bright and they do seem to understand everything that they've learned to get their license. So those of you listening here today stand by for a couple of passes maybe on some satellites but uh, the big deal of the day is going to be our QSO with John Cunningham of Ham Test Online. I'll be back with more. at the digicom cafe communications network we're all about the power of voice did you know you could listen to this cafe cast on your echo dot by simply asking alexa to play radio on the rocks i created this skill many months ago i was looking for a way to do this very easily and quickly and i ran across a very unique platform it's called VoiceFlow. VoiceFlow is a wonderful platform that makes it easy to create powerful voice applications without any coding and faster than coding. There are many amazing tools out there to build voice apps, but their goal at VoiceFlow is to build the easiest, most powerful tool that gets us close to coding without needing to write a single line of code. So if you're interested in building your own Amazon skill for amateur radio, I suggest going to voiceflow.com and join their Facebook group, voiceflow.com. Okay, it's a few minutes before 11 o'clock. Time to give John Cunningham a call for a very interesting QSO. Uh, Before I made this call though, I did go out on 40 meters on our Digicom Cafe zip code frequency, 72662, and did a call to KT1NA, Kilo Tango 1, North America. That's Christina's call sign. Christina passed uh, recently from pancreatic cancer. And so, uh, in honor of her, we, we send out a call into the ionosphere and into the universe, uh, just uh, giving acknowledgement that she will be missed. And I'm sure it's uh, going to be difficult for John, but uh, let's, let's give John a call. Stand by. W1AI, this is K5DCC. Good morning, John. It's been a while since we've talked. I've been thinking a lot about you these last weeks and uh, praying for you. And in fact, I was just reading the little epithet that you had on the website about Christina. Right. I was very touched by that. In fact, just before I called you, I went out on 40 meters on our zip code frequency, I call it, 72662, and gave Christina a call and uh, best wishes and sent that signal out into
3: space. So in honor of Christina. Thank you for doing that. I've done that a number of times myself. Um, Sitting down and writing that was one of the harder things I've had to do. It's been a, you know, there's been a lot of difficult tasks in the last couple of months. And um, one of the hardest things was letting my customers and uh, the whole amateur radio community know that Christina is gone. And um, she, you know, she inspired a lot of people. Yep. She, she sure did. Uh, uh, She had this amazing energy about her. You know, when I met her, she wanted to get into ham radio when she was young, uh, and they and uh, the guy at the the radio store talked her out of it. He he sold ham radios and CB radios, and he said, Goyle, or something to that effect. <laughs> it was in New Jersey. He said you'd have to learn Morse code, and there's a whole lot of math. You could uh, you'd be better off just buying the CB. So she did. She got into CB, but she wasn't there to be like your typical cb that everybody thinks about you know being rude and and uh, and using a lot of foul language she was out there helping people they had this little um they'd go up up and down the highways with like spare gas cans and help people stranded motorists well wow. uh, they'd use cbs to do that she really wanted to be a ham and then uh, when she met me she saw her opportunity and she really jumped on it and uh, she went from zero to extra in six weeks of study, and um, that feat has inspired a lot of people. And you know, and she loves to tell people. She says, "And I'm a girl, and uh, and I don't do math, and hmm. she still she still was able to go from zero to extra in six weeks. And you know, I got I got customers out there who've taken six years to get from say, from tech to general, and. Um, you know, pay attention. You know, it's very easy. You just have to sit down and do it. Yeah. Well, she was
0: an inspiration. Uh, when we talked last and interviewed both of you for my cafe cast, I was just tickled at the, uh, the fun we had, uh, the laughter right. back and forth. She, she must have been a real joy to be with. And uh, what a thrill to be able to share your uh, interest in amateur radio together the way you did. And what a blessing you've all been
3: to the ham radio community with your platform. I appreciate that. She she was she made me laugh. That was the bottom yeah. line, and that's what I liked the most about her. And uh, that that sense of humor really really works for me. Yep.
0: Well, it uh, worked for everybody, and she treated the customers well as you do too. And uh, we love your platform. I don't know if I told you since we talked, I used your hemp test Online to get my extra class, and my grandson got his general class. Uh, So it does work very well, and of course, I put in a lot of hours, as you know. I think it was 75 hours, but uh, I passed with flying colors, and uh, very glad to get that behind me. Now, one of the things that precipitated uh, my request to talk with you again was I got an email from uh, one of our listeners, Nolan Taylor, uh, K0HAA, and uh, he sent me this uh, email. He says, curious if you'd be willing to do a show, maybe an interview with some of your ham study contacts or just some of your commentary on how you helped your grandson study for his license at a young age. My nine-year-old son recently built a Morse code oscillator, which had totally invigorated him to want to get his technician's license. Right. I have the ARRL study manual, and we'll look into ham study, but what pointers and tips do you have for teaching someone so young topics that at times can be a bit dry? I already recognize that I'm going to have to get creative and teach the same content in a different manner than the study manual, but was just hoping to hear from someone who's done it and find out what worked for them. Thanks for the fun podcast. I look for it in my inbox every morning. So first person I thought of was you, John. I know that right. you're an educator in your past, I believe, right?
3: I'm an educator now, you know I <laughs> okay. have 20,000 students. In my career, I've mostly been focused on computer stuff. I teach classes from time to time, but it's not been my primary focus. But now I do consider myself to be uh, an educator because I have tens of thousands of students today and, and I interact with them on a daily basis.
0: What are some of the youngest ages you have uh, that are taking your course?
3: I think the, the youngest I've heard about was a four-year-old girl. No she way. She passed a technician. No, absolutely. Um, I She was one of those precocious homeschooled girls. She was four and she was already reading. She probably couldn't read all of my materials all the way through. But I think with help from mom, it was part of her homeschool curriculum. Um, I think mom read her a lot of the questions and and the answers and she'd choose the answer. She probably took the exam that way. You know, you're allowed to do that. If you can't read for whatever reason, you can have someone read you the questions and answers. Right. And I think that's how she passed it, you know? And, but you know, she was definitely a precocious girl. Um, I, I like to say we've had girls from ages ages 9 to 99 get their extra with us. Wow. Um, Caitlin, uh, I, I can't remember the rest of her. I can't remember her call sign off the top of my head. She was nine years old when she got her extra. They wrote her up in QST uh, about how special it was and how excited she was to get her extra. And they never mentioned the fact that she did all of her studies all the way through on ham test online. Well, I bet you a lot of our uh, members in the yacht
0: group have taken the course with you. Uh, We have them as young as seven years old that I'm aware of. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's Youth Amateur Communications Ham Team, and we have a couple of nets each week, Tuesday night and Saturday night at 7 Central Time. But we have a lot of dynamic, uh, intelligent young people that uh, have gotten their license and are just great communicators. But uh, I know a lot of people would love to see their grandkids or kids get into it and feel inadequate and in trying to teach them. And uh, your your system not only teaches the right answers, but you do get into a lot of the details behind it and uh, very educational. I, I really appreciated that. And I learned a lot myself. I, I didn't study just to memorize the answers. I did study to learn and understand the concepts behind it. But it's pretty difficult for kids what advice have you got to give uh, to someone who wants to get their young child in it
3: okay well for, first two things uh, it, you're you've you pointed out it should be about learning not just memorizing because you're going to get into this ham radio hobby you're going to need to know a little bit about what's going on in order to get started and if you just use like random exams and memorize the answers you can do that there's a lot of free sites out there that will help you memorize the answers but then you get started in ham radio and you haven't learned enough to know how to, how to get started. So it should be about learning. That, that's always been our philosophy. But my other philosophy, and you mentioned how dry some of these materials can be, the materials don't have to be all that dry. You can make it easier by using plain spoken language. You know, the question pools themselves, they use a bit uh, pretentious language. But my courses, they explain things in plain language. And and Christina was really, really adamant about that. We would do these review sessions. We're still doing the review sessions. It's just uh, Christina isn't with us anymore. But we always hear her spirit. We always hear what she would say, which is, why do you have to use this complicated word? Can't you find a simpler way to explain this? You know, and she would read a sentence to me and then she'd look at me and she'd say, Really? That's the best you can do? And I'd say, (laughs) Well what's what's your problem with it? And she'd say, Well, what is this word orthogonal? You can't use that word. I said, It just means perpendicular. She said, Oh, well, I know perpendicular. Why don't you just say perpendicular? well (laughs) I guess I could do that. It would mean the same thing. But we'd have these little miniature arguments or disputes, you might say, about the wording of each sentence in each infotext. We must have had a thousand of them over the last eight years. Um, she made me make it simple. So if you want to get your kids involved, don't sit them down. And you know, I had a, had a kid who was just starting college. And he came up to me one time at Hamvention and he said, so I like the ARL books. And I bought the ARL extra manual. And chapter one was great i understood all of that but when i got to chapter two and it started to get into electronics i felt like i had wandered accidentally into a graduate level physics classroom by mistake and he said uh so i put the book down and i i subscribed to ham test online and you made the same material so much easier to understand and it's just a matter of explaining it in a plain spoken way you know, I'm not a really, you can hear from my voice. I'm not a pretentious speaker. I have a pretty impressive vocabulary if you, if you get right down to it. I understand a lot of words, but I don't feel the need to use long words when short words will do it. I don't feel the need to try and prove how smart I am by, by using fancy words when, you know, when a, when a 50 cent word will do the job. And that's what we've done in the course. And you want your kids to understand this stuff. You've got to find them uh, uh, materials that explain it in a simple way.
0: Right. Well, you agree with me that the old saying that it takes a village really applies to what you're doing too. And I appreciate the fact that in your educational materials and questions and things, you provide links to outside resources uh, that will help enlighten and explain in greater detail what some of these principles are. You know, like Dave Kassler, he's got some great videos that are very instructional and very helpful. So you, you really do reach out and build bridges with others as part of uh, the village to help educate people in amateur radio, and I appreciate that.
3: It's always a struggle for me trying to find the right balance. I mean, I, I have the capability of explaining everything that's, that's mentioned on the exams in great detail. I mean, I could get down and talk about the physics behind how transistors work, but it's not tested on the exam. And if I went into that much detail, then I would lose all my students, and they would get bogged down on the detail, and they'd never get ready for the exam. So I always have to try and find that happy medium. And the ability to do external links on the web has been really very helpful to me in that struggle, when I, when I would love to give people the ability to find out more about these very interesting topics, but I don't want to waste their time when they're busy trying to study for an exam, I give a link. I also, there are a few occasions where I just couldn't resist myself. I'll take that extraneous material and i put it into a hint button. You know, details for the, for those who love math or some hint button like that. Mm-hmm. So if you want to find the derivation of the formula... For determining the resonant frequency of a circuit, it's it's fun math, and I got it in there, but I hid it away so most people don't have to read it. I also am always looking for opportunities to reach out and find other interesting ham companies, you know, companies like Flex, and Ebonics, and you know, hundreds of others, and I will put links to people who have interesting and exciting products. Um, You know, people selling kits where you can build your own radio. When I got started at Ham Radio, I built my own radio from a kit. And that was the way it was typically done back in the 60s and 70s. And some people want the opportunity to do that. but So I I put the links out there. So if you're interested in that, you can find out about that.
0: Yep, very good. Well, those of us that have taken your course, uh, really appreciate it. It works very well. I think your statistics are pretty high. In fact, you guarantee that people will pass
3: or money back, right? Well, yeah, and the funny thing is we went, Christina and I went back about a couple years ago and did some digging, and we counted the number of refunds that we've given. We give refunds all the time. When I say all the time, we give like maybe 10 a year, maybe, possibly. But almost always we're giving the refund because the person's changed their mind, they're not going to get into ham radio, or they decided they want to use a class instead of an online course, or, um, you know, uh, it was a gift for a, for a child, and the child lost interest. So we give lots of refunds like that. But um, we counted the ones that we've given because people passed the exam, and we came up with something like six in the history of the company and then we looked at the number of five-star reviews we had it was 700 in something so we really had like a hundred to one ratio of five-star reviews to refunds for failing an exam so we put out in our ad we didn't want to be we didn't want to brag too much so we put out an ad which says people are 50 times more likely to give us a five-star review than they are to ask for a refund because they failed an exam
1: Mm
3: hmm it's you know we do have the money back guarantee and we and we're very vigorous about honoring it we've never refused anyone a refund even if we thought their reasons were really 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 lame I mean I had somebody one time ask for a refund because he would used our courses to go from zero to extra and he wanted to be on the top score screen But he didn't like the algorithms we were using to decide. He wanted not to be on the top score screen. He wanted to be number one. He didn't like the algorithms we used. And he got really mad because we wouldn't change them. Because, you know, if you want to be number one, you have to, you know, work at it. And he asked for a refund because he was unsatisfied. So we gave it to him.
0: Well, you've mentioned something that a lot of people are kind of probably wondering. What's this? Top score screen. Why don't you explain... Your program, how it works, uh, the ways that you can see your progress and how the questions are dished out to you based upon your history of answering correctly and stuff. Go ahead and uh, explain that.
3: Well, the important (coughs) thing to understand about the program is this. We give you educational materials. They're, They're very short, concise, plain spoken. We try to be comprehensive and accurate, but mostly we try to be concise to keep you from getting bored. You read these brief informational texts, then it drills you the actual exam questions that relate to the question, the text you just read. It keeps track of your study history, what you get right and wrong. If you get it right, you're gonna see it later. If you get it wrong, you're gonna see it sooner. So you're focusing on the questions you're having trouble with until you don't have trouble with them anymore. It's called spaced repetition. It's a mechanism that's been used by the best teachers throughout history for thousands and thousands of years because it's very effective. You learn the materials, and at the same time, you're preparing to get a perfect or really high score on the exam. Very effective. And that's why we do the money back guarantee. So, so that's the way all that that's the key part to how that works. The other part is that i worked really hard to try to keep the brain active, to keep people from getting bored, to keep them glued to the chair. And there's a lot of aspects, there's a lot of subtle aspects about the program that people may not even notice. As an example, there's a lot of free sites out there where in order to answer a question you wind up having to click on a button, you know, click on a radio button and then you click on another button and then you click on next or multiple clicks to move through. I have one click to answer the question and that brings up the next question. So that's all part of this design to keep you interested and motivated to keep studying. It's sort of like a video game. It keeps driving you forward to the next goal. But goals are important, and and some people find motivation in different things. I have the study screen, the study history screen, which shows you how much time you spent on, on each day. And I give you a goal, an hour a day. And you can go to the study history screen and see, oh, I've only done 48 minutes. I need to keep going for 12 more minutes. And you go back and do some more. Another goal is the user rank, and that's related to the top score screen. I rank how you score on all three exams relative to how everybody else in the system ranks. When you start out, you're going to be, like, ranked at, you know, 100 and some thousand. But the more you answer, the the, uh, the lower your rank gets. And some people will look at it and say, well, my rank is 6,300. Let's see if I can at least get down to 6,000 today. And they'll study until their rank gets down to 6,000. Or, you know, if you're at 538, you might say, you might make a stretch goal and say, well, I got all day to study. I'm going to see if I can get down to 400 today. So, So that's all part of just trying to find any excuse I can to keep people at their screens. Because... That's how you pass the exam. It's hours in chair that matter. Not just wasted hours, but hours focused on what you need to focus on. So studying the smart way, which is our study mode, which focuses on, you know, first anything you haven't seen for a while and you're overdue to see it. And then anything that, uh, you know, that's unseen. And then anything, uh, you know, there's a whole algorithm for determining what the most effective thing to see is. If your rank gets down into the top 10, you show, start showing up on the top score screen. And uh, I have people who've passed all three exams and are so motivated by top scores, they want to see if they can get to rank number <laughs> one. And sometimes it's a very, very heated competition. Yeah. And I, actually, I actually had to write up an article on the FAQ page because I had so many people asking me, well, what does it take to get to rank number one? Sometimes I'm tempted to say you sort of missed the point. You got your extra. Go out and get on the radio. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, you know, that's what drove me to study so hard is uh, I knew I was going to pass it. I mean, your course told me at this point you will pass the test. But I said, I want to ace this test. And I worked even harder. And I I was pretty close. I had three wrong
3: for the extra. Congratulations. That's a really good score for the extra. The extra is not an easy exam. Yeah, the question pool is quite large. And, uh, you know, I have a fairly strong background in technical fields and electrical engineering and stuff, and uh, I missed one on my extra. So um, it's not not a trivial exam. No.
0: Well, you know, I am actively promoting Ham Test Online with every podcast. In fact, I'm using Ted Randall's commercial about another program that uh, I think was maybe... Uh, brought up by them or by his wife Holly? Pam forward. Uh, why don't you talk I, about that?
3: Holly did come up with that. Uh, I first. Let me say I love Ted. I, I he has the most mesmerizing voice. I just love listening to him tell stories. And one night we had the pleasure at Hamvention after a really long hard day of going out to dinner with uh, Ted and Holly and and their kids, and some grandkids, and a whole, a whole mess of them. And um, we were talking about how, how can we promote ham radio? How can we get more people, particularly young people, into ham radio? And I was relating the story that you know there were people who took time out of their busy lives to teach us Morse code and to teach us what we needed to know to pass the exam to get our novice license. This was back in the 70s. And I can't pay them back because, you know, that was 50-some that was years ago, and I'm sure they're long gone by now, but I can pay it forward. And uh, we, we were talking about that concept of encouraging hands to pay it forward. You, most of us had an Elmer, someone who helped us. My dad helped me build a radio and put uh, a folded dipole antenna up in the attic, and he helped me get my first few contacts and I can't pay him back. He's been gone for a long time now, but I can pay it for it. I am paying it for it every day, and I'm very, really happy to do that. And Holly just came out with the phrase Ham It Forward, and we thought that was great. And so um, we use that. We're actually running a sale right now, um, a Ham It Forward sale, uh, to try and get more people to subscribe and, uh, and use our products and get into ham radio. And get into ham radio the right way, knowing what you're doing, learning enough about ham radio that you can easily get started, not just passing these exams by memorizing the answers. So that was definitely Holly's idea. And, you know, we really appreciate all the people out there who are promoting us. We have tons of people, you and uh, Ted Randall, and uh, but there's, there's tons of others who are out there promoting our platform simply because they've used it and they know that it works. We have a huge fan base. If you look at eham.net does independent reviews on everything related to ham radio, I love them. I don't buy anything ham radio related without going out and reading the independent user reviews, whether it's you know a handheld or an antenna tuner, you name it. I'm going to be checking the eham reviews and see what people have to say. They've, they've saved me from making some mistakes in the past. We've got uh, more five-star reviews than all other study methods combined on eham.net well wow, congratulations
0: we have uh several people that we promote and we're not we're, we're not uh getting paid to promote them there there are groups that i love and uh want to see uh, the word get out about what they provide and wtww is one of the things we promote right in all of our podcasts, and we wrap it up with Ham Test Online at the end using Ted's mesmerizing voice, as you, as you talk about. <laughs> but that's an older commercial now, and I don't know if things have changed or not. Is the
3: Hammett Forward program still the same, same price? Let me just go right now and tell you what the prices are. Today, the price is twenty-four ninety-five to get your technician Class license twenty nine ninety five to get from there to the general thirty four ninety five to get to the extra. We've had a lot of people who bought the course in the past and they did not sit down and study the way they were supposed to, and they need uh, they need to go back and renew. And we try to make that as painless as possible. The, the renewals are right now. The Hammett forward price is fourteen ninety five. That gets you six months. Oh, that's even uh, lower. Yeah. So, you know, the, the renewal price is way down from, from where it was. Um, so, you know, when you compare that, it's about the same price as the book is. The books, I, you know, the books, I think, usually are about uh, $30 each. And um, then you, on top of that, you have to pay tax and shipping. We don't charge tax and shipping for an online course. But the books just, they have all the information you need. They just don't have a mechanism for drilling it into your brain so we have all the information you need plus this great mechanism for drilling into your brain and we have a money-back guarantee because we know it works try and get your bookseller to refund the money on a book after you've read it and failed the exam good luck with that especially if you're sitting at general right now is the time to get to extra i will say this there's a new question pool coming out in july of 2020 and i don't have 2020 vision so i cannot tell you whether that is going to be harder or easier But if you started working in the extra and you've abandoned it, now would be the time to get back to it so that you can pass using the current question pool instead of having to switch and start to learn a brand new question pool when the new one comes out in July. And you have to ask the question, wait a minute, hold on, it's December already. Am I going to have time to get ready to pass the extra by July? And the answer is yes. It takes about one month of study. On the extra, if you sit down and study an hour a day, depending on your background and memory, it's going to take you more or less one month. If your memory is pretty bad, you need to study more than an hour a day. You still need to get it done in a month. If you're thinking about trying to pass the extra before July, you're thinking wrong. Think about trying to pass the extra before Christmas, or at least certainly before Valentine's Day. Don't be thinking long term. These exams are not that hard when you have the right tools. Right. Well since our interview the
0: last time for our cafe cast, uh, you and I have partnered together in promotion. In fact you were kind enough to do a, a mutual thing where I will promote you and you promote the Digicom cafe with a little banner ad on your on your website. and I was blown away by the numbers. Uh, I'm well over a half a million views, and that's just one ad. Uh, how many hits a day do you get on your website?
3: It's huge. It varies. Um, some some days we'll have over 100,000. Some days it'll be a bit less than that. We were doing 3 million page views a month. But you have to remember, it's not that many unique users because people come to our site and, you know, a lot of people come in and maybe they just plan to get the technician license, but, you know, when they get through with the technician course they enjoyed it it was fun they learned a lot and they f- don't feel like quitting because it's a fun program to use so they go and they study for the general and then they're extra That's 1600 questions in the question pool. On on average they might see each question three or four times was all the informational text By the time you're done the average customer is going to have done 10,000 page views on our site
0: so I guess what I'm getting at is that your platform then is a great way for someone to promote their business, their amateur radio business or organization or whatever, because of the number of times a person will see that ad. I'm trying to help build up some
3: customer base for you for advertising right? too. No, I appreciate that. We, you know, <coughs> The truth is we don't make a huge amount through advertising, um, but uh, the advertisers we do have love us and they keep coming back and you know renewing month after month because they get a lot of click throughs. I mean, we do a lot of we do a lot of free promotions. We're promoting Ted, we're promoting you, we're promoting uh, you know a lot of really good people out there. Sometimes it's it's because we love them like CQ magazine, we absolutely love. They give us uh they give us some promotional consideration but oh, we partnered with CQ not because they were willing to partner with us, but because we love the magazine. We yep. think they do a really good job. It's uh, it's a really good value. And anybody who's listening to this, check it out, CQ Magazine. It's like for for about the the uh, cost of a cup of coffee, you can get like I don't remember two hundred pages of information-packed stuff about ham radio. Yeah, it's it's a really good value. So. We uh, promote the ARL and their 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 auction. We give products for them to auction off, but we also do banner ads for them and in that week we usually can can do about a hundred thousand banner views for the ARL and generate for them, you know, ten thousand click throughs or five thousand click-throughs. It varies from year to year. Yep. Just because, you know, we have a pretty busy platform. There's a lot of people, we have a huge fan base we have a huge customer base. People love our product, and and
0: yep, you're doing a good job. And I feel like I'm uh, probably getting the biggest end of the stick here because I'm just small potatoes compared to you guys. But I want to use whatever I do to promote others, and uh, that's why I promote you and WTWW. I mean, I've I've only uh, texted back and forth with Holly. I don't get any uh, financial remuneration for uh, putting that ad on, ad on there. It's just that I love what they do. I love the quality and. Uh, I want to promote them, and I promote uh, some others that aren't even amateur radio related, like VoiceFlow, which is a platform where we can, without knowing any coding, create a Amazon skill, and I've got them set up for my podcast and for some amateur radio things, and uh, so that's the way I do things. I'm not making anything on what I'm doing, but right. I'm, I'm very honored to be partnered with you guys, and I think you're doing a fabulous job helping to build interest in the amateur radio hobby and providing a good avenue of education and getting
3: uh, qualified to pass those tests for
0: young people, too.
3: Right. As part of, of hamming it forward, as we're all doing, Ted and you and me and a bunch of other people, um, we have these bumper stickers that we made up. Uh, we came up with this little slogan about, I don't know, it's probably been close to 15 years ago. Cam Radio Saves Lives. <laughs> I've seen and that. And we have given away so far uh, well over 100,000 of these bumper stickers. And if any of your listeners want a free bumper sticker, all they have to do is go to our website and read up on this. Uh, there's a bunch of links at the bottom of every website, and the link for the bumper sticker is it's called the Bumper Sticker. You click on bumper sticker. You don't have to put it on your bumper. A lot of people don't want to put it on your bumper. You can put it on, um, you know, I I got one on my filing cabinet. Some people put them on their radios or the window of your car or wherever you think is appropriate. But anyway, you read up, and all you have to do is send me a self-addressed stamped envelope. So I'm not going to pay the postage on the thing. You're going to pay the postage to, to send me an envelope with a stamp on it and your address on it. I'll put a bumper sticker in there and send it back to you. I won't charge you for the bumper sticker. <laughs> and I do, you know, a couple of these a day. They come in the mail all the time. But we've also given away at trade shows. We've given uh, thousands of them to to Ted Randall, uh, WTWW. And he does tons of shows, Hamvention and a bunch of other shows, especially out on the East Coast. We, we don't make it out to the East Coast much because we're now in Arizona. But um, – He's given away thousands of those at various shows, and so it's our way of giving back a little bit to the hobby and promoting the hobby a bit, and you know, I've had people come up to me and say, that sticker in your car, Ham Radio Saves Lives, what does that mean? And I say, well, you know, in in a disaster when all else fails, there's Ham Radio. You think about Katrina, you know, many, many lives were saved because ham radio helped direct emergency crews where they were needed and they said I thought that might be what you meant I know about ham radio and I'm interested in that you'd be amazed how often it starts a conversation yep and they're free any of your listeners who wants one just send me an envelope with a stamp on it I will send you back a bumper sticker read up on the you know exactly how to make this uh, envelope and get it to me on our website and while you're there you know, click the study button, click a free trial and just try your product. You get the first 50 questions for free. Most about, I would say about 95% of people who get through the 50 question free trial go on and, and subscribe to, our, to one of our courses to either get an upgrade or to get a new license because it's fun and you know you're learning a lot. It's, it's so obvious once you get started that you've learned a huge amount.
0: Yep, and speaking of free, I think your Hammett Forward Technicians uh, program is basically free, fourteen ninety five. So, Nolan, I hope uh, John has answered your question and given you uh, hope for getting your young son into amateur radio. You can Hammett Forward and let him study, and he'll be joining you in amateur radio real soon. So, John, I just want to thank you for taking the time here this morning. Uh, Merry Christmas, and I want you to know that uh, our thoughts are with you. I pray that uh, God will heal that big hole in your heart.
3: I appreciate that. Um, To the people who are new to ham radio, there is a tradition in ham radio that when a ham radio becomes a silent key, which is our way of saying they're, they're no longer with us, we'll get on the radio and we'll make a call. We'll put their call sign out, and their call sign, of course at some level of strength will radiate. Those photons will be going on throughout the universe for all of time. Uh, And so we put their call sign out so that they can live forever. And so Christina, the one we lost, is KT1NA, Kilo Tango 1 North America. So maybe some of your listeners would like to go out there and put her call sign out in the air. Yep. We will do that
0: again. Thank you so much John. God bless you. Thank you for what you provide the amateur radio community with this wonderful platform Hamtest Online. Thank
3: you Denny. I really appreciate it.
0: KT1NA, KT1NA. Kilo Tango 1 North America. This is K5DCC. Kilo 5 Delta Charlie Charlie. K5 Digicom Cafe on 40 meters, saying, 73, you are missed by all who knew you.
4: Good evening, Freewheel. W4FCW Freewheelers Net KE5GGY. Let's take you back for a little bit of history. Wayback Machine Report for this uh, Tuesday, December 17, 2019. Let's check the dashboard. 351st day of the year. That means we have 14 days left in the year and the decade. And we've got a, a number of things to tell you about tonight, including we were talking about this during trivia tonight. 1843 on this day, A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens was published in London immediately. Sold out. You remember, guys, that's when they, you know, they, they didn't produce books quickly back then, but uh, anyway, it was a monster, monster hit, and uh, Dickens actually wrote the story in just under two months, uh, so we started uh, toward the end of October, ended, uh, you know, right around Christmas time, and, and it was a... Uh, It was a huge hit. Like I said, it was uh, the first of five Christmas books by Dickens, in case you haven't read the others. The Chimes, uh, The Cricket on the Hearth, The Battle of Life, and The Haunted Man and The Ghost Bargain came out within about seven years. So from 1843 to the end of the decade, he was very active with those uh, books. Other historic events on this day. We uh, have a big one in 1903, the first successful powered airplane flight took place near Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. Yeah, you know about this one. Orville and Wilbur uh, kept their invention flying. Each flight lasted under one minute, but that was good enough to count on this day. Year 1903 uh, big day in showbiz 1936 ventriloquist edgar bergen kitted around with his pal charlie mccarthy for the first time on radio they debuted on this night on the rudy valley show and a couple other things uh, to tell you about um uh, let's see here i had some other broadcasting history oh i found this interesting 1953 The FCC reversed itself. Guys, this looks very fishy, so let me tell you what happened. FCC, that's as in, I'm from the government and I'm here to help FCC. Following an earlier decision that uh, gave uh, CBS a very good ruling, uh, because CBS had come up with uh, color uh, television specs that TVs were going to be made from, right? Well, the FCC decided, you know what, we're going to change our mind and approve their competitors' uh, specs and the competitors just happened to be RCA and NBC. Interesting. I wonder what kind of conversations happened at the commission on that. Uh, But anyway, CBS was all teed up and ready to go with their own version of a color TV, but uh, suddenly RCA uh, gets the the decision by the FCC. I'm not seeing anything funny happen, but uh, we've seen a lot of that through the years, so I'm just wondering. Let's see, what else can we tell you about? Oh, this was a big night in, in uh, entertainment as Tiny Tim got married. Remember Tiny Tim tiptoed through the tulips? Anyway, it was on The Tonight Show on this day, 1969, that he married Miss Vicky. And he did marry up, as the expression would uh, go. Uh, and they tiptoed together uh, for about ten years. They didn't quite make ten years. They made it to eight. And then she decided to quit tiptoeing with, uh, with Tiny Tim. So the end of that. But uh, anyway, I found that kind of important and, and, uh, and, and interesting to pass along to you tonight. Last but not least, here's your number one songs, 1961, Walk On By, and, and 1988, another Chicago band, Chicago, was number one with Look Away. So there you have it, guys, Way Back Machine, a Tuesday night edition, and uh, the band is coming back for you, Ethan, so you're going to have a good time. I'll probably check in a little later. i got some work to do, but I'll come back in and ration about an hour and a half. w Four FCW Free Wheelers ke 5 ggy
5: Today's daily devotional is entitled We Are Family, Numbers chapter 20, verses 21 and 22 read, Then he said, You shall not pass through. So Edom came out against them with many men and with a strong hand. Thus Edom refused to give Israel passage through his territory, so Israel turned away from him. This is an interesting account of Moses and the Israelites being refused passage through Edom. It was a simple request made by the people of God who offered to do no harm but simply to pass through on their way to inherit God's promise. We saw previously uh, to this that God came to Israel's defense in those times when others opposed them, but this time God appears silent. Uh, We do not read anywhere in this passage that God instructed them to go through Edom. Nonetheless, God was watching and well aware of what was taking place. Later in the book of Deuteronomy, God addresses this incident and tells Israel how they should respond to the Edomites as a result of the way they treated them. In Deuteronomy 23.7, God told Israel, You shall not abhor an Edomite, for he is your brother. You shall not abhor an Egyptian, because you were an alien in his land. God's response to the overreaction by the king of Edom was to tell Israel not to hold the offense against them. Why? Simply stated, your family. The Edomites are the descendants of Esau, while the Israelites are the descendants of Esau's twin, Jacob. God called them to unity for the sake of their uh, familial roots, uh, the hatred that existed by Esau toward Jacob still existed in their descendants, yet God called His people, the Israelites, who know God in a way that the Edomites did not, to be the forgiving ones. God took it a step further and even told them uh, to not hold... Egyptian's offense against them, but instead remember their kindness during the time that Joseph was governor of Egypt. Even when they recalled their enslavement, it was to be remembered not for their suffering, but for God's deliverance and for His praise. It amazes me how quickly people, even Christians, forget the kindness of others the moment there is an offense. Sadly, I often see that the unsaved make more of an effort than Christians to keep family relations intact. There will be those family members that will choose to have nothing to do with us because of our faith, and there is nothing we can do about that other than still treat them with love and kindness in spite of their attitude. Romans 12.18 exhorts us, If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Even more so than just the blood relations, God wants forgiveness and unity within His family. Galatians chapter 6, verses 9 and 10 clearly reminds us, And let us not grow weary while doing well, while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. See, as God's children, we know that we're to love, be kind, forgive, and treat others in a way that glorifies God and shows the love of Christ. However, God exhorts us us to do so more so toward each other as part of His family. It's truly sad when we see Christians who are not only brothers and sisters in Christ but also blood-related such as brothers and sisters, parents and children, or other family relations, who choose not to speak to each other, holding holding grudges against each other, and use all kinds of excuses to mistreat, ignore, and refuse to forgive one another. Not only is it sad from a human perspective, but it truly saddens our God. I have seen Christians who treat strangers better than they treat family members. This ought not to be amongst God's people. I have seen unsafe families that make Christian families look pathetic compared to the way that they forgive and love each other. The bottom line is that it is often easier to treat people we see in short spurts with more love, patience, kindness, and so forth because we only have to deal with them for those abbreviated moments. Yeah, we have a tendency to be less patient with the people with whom we have more intimate relationships with. The offenses that happen within those relationships are often more painful because of the level of intimacy involved. This is especially true with brothers and sisters in Christ, as there is, a, a, there is no bond greater than the bond that comes from knowing Jesus and having the same spirit indwell us. Let us not allow the devils to use offenses to put a wedge between us and unsafe family members who we are supposed to be winning to Christ. Let us also put our pride aside and seek unity with our eternal family for God's glory. Today God extends an invitation to you to accept this free gift of salvation. Will you accept it? Anyone who calls on Jesus by faith and repentance confessing your sins will receive eternal life. Do not put off calling on him and receive Him. him's free gift of salvation today.
2: Thank you for visiting and listening to this Radio on the Rocks Cafe Cast. This podcast can be heard on Apple, Google, Spotify, and Stitcher apps, plus the embedded anchor.fm widget at digicomcafe.com. You can also listen to all of our cafe casts on your Amazon devices by asking Alexa to play Radio on the Rocks. Now, please stand by for a word from one of our sponsors.
1: Is there somebody that you know that's trying to get their ham ticket? Trying to ham test online. It's easy. There's no drudgery to it. There's no dread to it. And right now you can get the technician exam study guide that's normally twenty nine ninety five. And right now during this sale price, it's only nineteen ninety five. That's right. That's the technical study guide for the tech license for ham test online. Now, Let them log in to Online and let them follow the program study guide. They'll get their ticket in a matter of a few days. Right now, the price is reduced to $19.95, so get online. And if you've already got all of your tickets, then ham it forward by buying this study program for someone who's trying and wants to get into ham radio hamtestonline.com That's hamtestonline.com